Hi, this is again Volleyball Explained podcast about the Italian League. After a while, not that short while, actually, we are uh, here again. Uh, Nicola, Ronnie, and me, Bogdan. So, uh, the uh, the so-called Tandata is almost over, almost, because uh, some of the teams uh, didn't uh, play all the 11 matches so far. But my first question to both of you is what are your overall impressions from the league so far? Uh, Nicola, half, uh, well, if I can say one thing, uh, Perugia was already the favorite to uh, have a shot at the, at the championship at the end of the season. And they are like convincing everybody uh, with a perfect score. They didn't lose a point yet. Uh, and of course, when you have that type of squad, uh, that is basically two teams in one, uh, it's uh, easy for them to uh, rotate the players and give rest to the most important pieces like Leon, of course, when he have that concussion. And then you have Semenyuk and Kamerilishki who are the, the, the main attackers. Of course, they have also Prophet, which is not by any means uh, at the level of Gianelli, but is a decent setter, you know, and they can perform all of those rotations. I believe that was the main reason why they upset the wild card to go to the World Championship, because they were confident uh, at this very moment that they can win it without spending too much resources. So, uh, yeah. And the other thing that have been disappointing me is the, uh, you don't see any other team capable of uh, do a scrap in the armor to this Perugia team. In fact, the second best team is right now Modena, I believe, or Trento. Yeah, Modena. And they are more, and they are more like, 10 points, 11 points uh, behind. So uh, uh, it will be, uh, till the playoff, of, of course, a league of one. And then we will see if Perugia can, this time, uh, deliver the championship that his fans won. So that's my introduction <laughs> uh, speech. I c completely agree with you. Perugia is having the the same advantage that Lube had in the past four years. They could basically line up to squad without lowering the level of the, of the game uh, overall, while the other teams uh, are not in that condition. And it's already been shown in some of the of the games during that season. For example, Trento had uh, to replace Bertoli for a couple of games at the beginning of the season. They lost them. Um, Monza, uh, without... Uh, uh, the setter Kachopa with Wimberman and had to play some some games without a starting setter and also they, they lost it. But if you think about it, I don't know if Ngapet is having flu in Modena, who's going to play at, uh, uh, at this role? I mean, they put in Marechal or uh, if one well, between... Pope. Uh, yeah, or, or Pope. Uh, in Trento, if Lizinac had a 
had a headache, he was going to play Der or uh, the other uh, boy, uh, Berger. And Lube as well. Lube as a group of youngsters that can be consistent for so long. So they they have to learn, they have to, to develop uh, as a team. So Perugia basically is cruising to to the end of the season. They could focus on everything else, you know, the Champions League, on the farce of world champions that is starting right now, or whatever else they want to to win. And they have to win everything because the gap is so wide within the league and outside the league. Because if you think that all the messy Italians teams, let's call it them. Uh, trying to chase Perugia are basically cruising in Europe as well. Uh, Trento is on top of his group uh, with Daxa and Lube is winning without so many uh, concerns. Uh, he only had a bad start against Benfica, but then as well, they won every single game in the Champions League. The Sev Cup looked like a training session for both Piacenza and, and Modena so far. So the, the other teams are just... Uh, the the worry is how to, uh, or can I say, how to rank from second to the last place that uh, give you the playoffs. But so far, everything could happen. But it's also cool. I mean, you you look at, a, at the the standings and then you try to watch a game and you don't know how it's going to end it. Except for Perugia and Siena, who just today, a couple of hours ago, has been. <laughs> Padova. Padova. Yeah. Padova. No, Siena has been yeah rolled up by Padova without uh, any yeah. answer. So Perugia is clear favorite for winning everything. I think Siena already booked a ticket for the Serie A. Yeah, uh, actually, I, I believe that the, the most concerning aspect of, of this one is that the, the point difference between the first and the second place between Perugia and Modena is bigger than between the second place and the penultimate, the eleventh place between Modena and uh, Padova and Taranto, I'm not sure uh, Siena, Siena, which team yeah. is. Yeah. Siena, Siena. No, Siena, Siena is last. Is dead last with just three yeah, points. Yeah, I mean, I mean, between between the second place and the eleventh place, the the difference now 11. is eleven eleven points, and between Perugia and Modena is thirteen, which is. Which is a diagnose. Uh, I believe it's 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 not it's not normal. That that's that's why we call this episode "Everyone Beats Everyone Except Perugia" because they have only nothing to lose so far. They I don't know how many how many they they didn't they didn't lose two two sets in one match and they lost sometimes one set, which is which is nothing, which is nothing in terms of uh, losing points. Uh, the problem is that except this one tendency, I don't I, I'm not able to see any other. Probably some slight tendencies like Trento playing better since Matej Kaziski started playing only as an opposite, not this uh a rolling system with, with three outside hitters, uh some of them uh one of them playing as an opposite uh, in the different rotations. Uh, Verona is playing much, much better than the last season. They actually strengthened their squad, uh, and we will talk uh, about this also later. Uh, but no real tendencies because, uh, for example, Modena is second, but with six wins and five losses. This is uh, this is something which is uh, also very strange. Uh, 
typically when it comes to a standard Italian season. Okay, uh, next one is uh, which team is your positive surprise or which teams are your positive surprises so far? I like to watch from time to time Verona because I think uh, from this team we'll go uh, out to other teams in the future, very prospect and very uh, young talent like Keita, like Mosic, like uh, uh, the Russian guy uh, who who name I cannot pronounce well. Saposhkov. Saposhkov. It's a very common uh, thing. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, they tend to be sometimes unpredictable. You think they will win easy and they struggle sometimes, but uh, with the versus the big teams, I mean, they gave they 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 give a lot of work to to Verona. Uh, sorry, to to Lube. They beat Trento. They beat Piacenza. Uh, the only team that they couldn't touch was Perugia, because of course they were in their home soil, and Perugia at home is very easy to beat. Even a set. I don't know why they drop a set versus Taranto, but I guess they were like thinking already in the World Cup Championship, so he didn't care. Uh, but yeah, that team for me, I mean, they have young values, but unlike uh, Lube, that also have young values, they, they for me, this group are more talented than the Lube one. So uh, especially now that Marlon Giannis is struggling with uh, a knee chronic injury, and Botolo is unable to and at least replicate all that uh all that uh concept that uh Blangini thought that he could do. So uh uh yeah for me I I like to watch Verona. Uh, very disappoint very disappointing by Piacenza, at least at this very uh, first half of the season. Of course, they are a new team with uh, new upside hitters, new opposite. The only key remaining is the setter. But even with that, I don't think Brizard has really been connected too well with the middles, with the, the attacker. So, uh, yeah, uh, on top of that, Robelandi Simon injury his back. He don't know when he, come, he will come back. Uh, I'm happy because another Cuban, Rami Alonso, has been doing well so far, but uh, he's not Simon. He's not put that self pressure and that scary presence on the on the net. So yeah, um, very disappointing by this team of Piacenza. They are not out of player contention, but uh, for me, they could do even better. Yeah. Basically, it. Uh, another surprising team is definitely Cisterna, uh, a team that has been uh, relying uh, pretty well on the connection between Baranovic and uh, and Dirlich so far, and also the the middle blockers are playing a pretty decent level, and Caliberta is having a, a quite a strong uh, a strong season, so they're also playing for some spots in the ranking, in these fluid rankings that probably they didn't think uh, they, could, they could have been fighting for. 
Um, but on the other side, I'm pretty disappointed by by Monza because uh, uh, even if we uh, we take away the the injury of the of uh, and then Zimmerman who took some some games to get in uh, in the mood is a is a pretty inconsistent game. I watched the the last game they played against Modena, and they had some very high um, uh, moments in the games. But also they made a lot of very stupid mistakes and they're not consistent, even if they have some uh, very good players, in my opinion, because uh, um, Daviskiva is keep improving uh, each year. Uh, in, in the middle, they are quite, I mean, solid uh, duo like Beretta and, uh, and Galassi, for example. Grozer is aging, but still could uh, could say something uh, on the court. So far, they they have haven't performed uh, as we at least as I uh, was uh, expecting. Um, the, the other teams they they had moments, they they had good good games, bad games. So I'm not, I mean, disappointed of a surprise. Uh, Verona, especially with the also. A player that you probably never liked, uh, Romney, I'm talking about Spirito, is having a pretty good, uh, pretty good season so far. If we could compare it with the the past two two seasons, so yeah, Chistern as a surprise and Monza as a disappointment for me. Yeah, actually, you a little bit uh, went ahead of uh, ahead of my questions, but that's pretty normal because, of course. Positive surprises and negative surprises or disappointments are linked one to each other. But uh, of course, I will repeat uh, Ronnie with Verona because Verona is uh, is improving a lot. Of course, they had these new signings, which are very influential when it comes to the team, uh, as Nomori Keita uh, and, um, for example, also Leandro, Leandro Mosca and Saposhkov, which is probably the biggest surprise. Uh, and uh, a little bit of an interesting story behind behind Trento's uh, behind Verona's statistics is that uh, I believe that we mentioned that even in the first podcast about the Italian league, but also now they are tenth when it comes to reception, but they are able with their great attackers to compensate that. Uh, and they are they're pretty uh, pretty high in the ranking when it comes to serve attack and blocking, uh, but they are tenth in reception, so they are not the best receivers, but they can compensate in high balls, and this is also uh, due to the the very good season, uh, like uh, Nicola said of, of Spirito, uh, especially when compared to the last uh, last ones. Uh, for me, Lube is also. Uh, positive surprise I really expected that with so many young talent they won't be able to uh, to expand that talent and stabilize when it comes to playing uh, uh, so quickly but uh, Alex Nikov is uh, is uh, started as an opposite time to time now he's playing in his uh, a typical position as a as an outside hitter, uh, Yanton Boto and uh, Gabi Garcia substituting um, substituting uh, Ivan Zaitsev in the opposite position. But so so uh, it's it's really positive for me, uh, not only as a Bulgarian with Alex Nikov, but but as a team as a whole. And of course, they have a 
trades. Uh, Saturday have a great liberal uh, Decheco and, and Balazo. Uh, when it comes to to the disappointments, uh, for sure a disappointment is Piacenza for I don't know how many seasons in a row with that many great players, but not a team. So they are again bunch of very good players, but not a team with uh, Brizar, Romano, Leao, and uh, Recine and uh, all of them. Um, when it comes to Siena, Siena is interesting case. Uh, when I look to the statistics today, I was shocked to, to, to see that actually Siena is the second best receiving team uh, and, they are, and they are last. That's, this actually is a, is a proof for the fact that uh, the reception doesn't mean that much when your setter is not the best, when your attackers is not, are not the best uh, or at least not, 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 the, not obligatory the best, but decent in order to uh, to 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 can uh, to score points and uh, win sets and matches, of course. Okay. Um, next topic: uh, impressive players. Who who uh, which players impressed you the most since the beginning of the season? Um, well. Uh... I I don't want to say impressed because he he's already an established player, even he he's only twenty one years old. But you know, uh, Micheletto is one of the tools of Trentino to try to make an impact, and he's always improving. Even though he has a slow start to the championship with the fatigue of the entire international season, but He's still growing, and I believe he will become better and better with the years. Maybe, who knows, we are talking about the next uh, Bernardi, uh, one kind of a player, you know, that only comes in 20 or 30 years, like Wilfredo Leon did. But one thing is pretty sure, if we will consider the next best player in the world, he... He, he he is close to to be one of one of those candidates. Of course, Semenuk, uh, since he get to Perugia, has been helping the team a lot, uh, especially with the rotations of uh, of Blonitsky and uh, and Leon. Uh, he's a big improvement for this team. Uh, that the the previous year didn't have that last touch to win the titles, you know. Uh, and yes, the other guys for me are the players of Verona. Uh, Be you name it, Saposhkov, <laughs> Mosic, and uh, Keita. For you me, can say his name. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, when you <laughs> all those letters, you might think that <laughs> it's hard to pronounce though, but but yeah, uh, that he he, sorry, them have been uh, really pretty good, and when you see the ages, you realize that they are very young, even Semenuk, and you can see they are a transition, a very good generation coming up. Maybe the only thing missing is a young setter which is not always easy to find, you know, 
Janelli, he's 25, 26. Uh, but who is the next uh, big talent in that in that position? Maybe we will have to wait some time to uh, to see anyone. But uh, yeah, uh, I didn't mention the team of uh, Milano. Who who can I put in the same room as Monza? They have been very disappointed and. The fact that they don't have a second middle blocker to play with right now, I don't know why. And they are using these uh, complex tactics to put uh, two oxide hitters playing as middle blockers is like depressing because you 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 don't put people of one ninety five to spike in the middle. It's very it's very obvious that they will spike from there because they tend to do the pre pre-run and yeah they they got blocked often so uh, that's one of the reasons this Milano team hasn't been able to win at least two more games since the since their last victory but yeah uh yeah I I said it all you know Micheletto uh, uh, Semenuk and the guys of Verona uh very very good uh, job from their coaches to keep the the momentum and not uh, no not uh, uh, let's say uh, not not lose that that quality from a year to another. Of course, my disappointment. I know Nicola maybe don't agree, but what happened with Daniela Lavia since the end of international uh, season. It's like uh, he's been, he realized that he won so much that he doesn't need sometimes to prove something at the club level. And I, I mean, uh, if Trento is a struggle from time to time, it's because their second outside hitter is not doing very well. So uh, uh, even though he, he can be, he can be very good at some games, but I I expect more from a guy who was decisive uh, in, in big games like the World Championship. Yeah, that's it. Nicola? Yeah, I completely agree uh, with the list uh, that Ronnie did, especially with those guys that are handling pretty well uh, a new championship like the, the Italian league. Uh, the most probably the most demanding league in the world. Uh, guys coming from some, how can I say, lower levels like Keita uh, came in Verona and improve uh, uh, the skills. Semenuk, we, we all know uh, who, who that guy is, uh, still is playing at a, at a very, very high level. Uh, I admit I didn't know a lot about Shaposkov, so uh, it was a surprise overall because I'm actually discovering. Uh, him uh, right now. Uh, if we talk about players that have been playing in Italy but they're showing uh, uh, something pretty, uh, pretty interesting, I will underline that uh, Romano, despite uh, his first season actually uh, as a starter, has uh, been uh, pre pretty consistent uh, as an opposite, and in many games uh, he had to spike uh, uh, some uh, uh, pretty. Um, Say uh, difficult sets uh, because of uh, the spikers were basically offsets, and uh, and it was pre a pretty obvious uh, obvious pass. But still, uh, he he's not uh, holding back. Uh, 
and uh, Vitelli is having a pretty good season so far for uh, for Milano. Is a middle blocker that uh, is always on the brink to go to the next level, but it's uh, uh, you, you you never know when actually he's making that jump. And the look in the, the games of Trento is very impressing me, Laurenzano. Uh, I know he was a very talented libero we saw last year in Taranto, uh, but he has uh, the move and the wit of a libero that is not just 19 years old, but he looks uh, more 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 expert than its age. Uh, when it comes down to Lavia, I agree with uh, with Ronnie. And uh, a couple of days ago, in an interview here in Italy, uh, a journalist asked uh, Andrea Zorzi if the fact of winning such a big tournament could have an impact of uh, uh, on the performances of some players, and they were uh, indirectly <laughs> talking about uh, Daniela Via, and uh, he said that yeah, it's uh, difficult to handle uh, such a, an achievement, and uh, and to be consistent for the month following uh, the the victory of a World Cup or an an, an Olympic medal. Uh, but uh, I think that the guy will uh, will bounce back. I hope it. Or Javornok will will take his place in the starting lineup of Trento, and uh, and so it. Uh, I expected a little more so from a player like uh, Creek. Uh, I know that is not such a big name, but in the two seasons he played in Latina or Cisterna, call it however you want. Uh, he was one of the most uh, solid middle blockers of the league. Now in Modena, his place is being taken alternative by Sanguinetti or uh, or Bossi. So that, that that's the unimpressive player for me. Okay, you mentioned most of them, but uh, I will add some some data uh, because. Uh, the numbers of Keita in attack are huge. It's 62%, which is amazing. Saposhkov, taking into account also that he's playing as an opposite, is 55. And uh, and in my list is also Lorenzano, because uh, uh, we should take into account that it's very rare occasion for so young uh, libero to play on that high level because he's also he's only 19 years of age he's born he was born 2003 uh and also i could put uh i could put uh adis Lagumja, even though he's a already a, a consistent player but uh the statistics when it comes to him it's uh, interesting in the in the fact that he received almost uh 400 balls for 11 matches. That's almost 40 balls per game, which is really, really uh, a lot. And he has a successfulness of 49%. And a little bit of a bias when it comes to Alex Nikov, because Alex uh, started, was included in the team very, very... Um, Gradually starting started playing as an opposite, as I mentioned. Now he uh, he received a chance, and he's using this chance to play as an uh, outside hitter. Yes, he's 19 years of age. He's very very young. Uh, but we should also uh, mention here that he came from a totally different championship. Uh, some some people are a little bit overhyping the the NCAA. 
the American uh, college uh, college league, uh, taking into account, the, actually not taking into account, but uh, thinking, considering that it's a high level, not it's not. Actually, I I, I the asked woman some... maybe, but hmm? the men, the women sector maybe. Yeah, is... probably, but <laughs> but I asked some some Bulgarian players who played there, and all of them told me that the teams there are on the level of the fourth, fifth. The sixth ranked team in the Bulgarian league, which which is actually saying by itself uh, what the level there is. So, and this is because of the fact that they are, uh, play play also um, students, players who are not becoming professionals uh, in the future. Uh, so, so that's one reason I believe that that Alex is also impressive. Uh, when it comes to disappointments, I should I should be very honest that I wasn't able to to watch that many games, so I don't want to be that uh, uh, that uh, uh, strict in my uh, in my um, opinion when it comes to disappointments. But uh, but uh, I don't know. Also, uh, these these problems which Piacenza has. Uh, 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 also linked to 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 the performance of their of their players, and one uh, side question: uh, Have you tried already the the, the new Fanta volley? Yeah, I don't have patience to fantasy games. You know, uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, I I try to understand the concept. You know, uh, you put a team of fantasy players uh, create a team and if they perform well in the in the round yeah. you get most of the point and if they do shit you don't get that sorry for the work uh but no really um, i i notice now that brazil have a very very same concept they create but only for brazilians people who live there uh, but no, Fanta Volley for me. Well, I I try some t I try one time. I got lucky in the first two weeks, then I drop it. So I I uh, <laughs> I leave it. Uh, but it's interesting because you can create different teams all the weeks. You can sell your players. Uh, get yeah, that's back, strange. Uh, uh, and you know, if you feel in this play will perform well this uh, round, but you know, it's a it's a. For for those people who like fantasy football, uh, like American football and baseball and all those American oriented uh, sports, uh, they might find this interesting. For me, you know, uh, I pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nicole. Ah, uh, I lined up a team, but as Ronnie um, said. I'm also not so consistent in those kind of games. I mean, I, I pick my players and then I cross my fingers uh, just like that, <laughs> hoping they're having a good uh, a good start. Yeah, because I, yeah, yeah. Continue. No, I I was um, thinking when you mentioned the disappointment and you also mentioned the work that has been doing Alice Launcija. Uh, what happened to Tommaso Rinaldi recently? I mean, he was supposed to be like the squire of uh, Micheletto in that uh, golden generation of Italy of 2001. And like for me, he has been 
underperformed. I know he's young, very young, and not everybody has the same uh, the same growth that Micheletto has in the past. But if we took into consideration that he might be the fourth or might be uh, fighting for be the fourth outside hitter in the national in the Italy national team. I mean, it's pretty obvious that right now, sometimes something isn't working for him. I mean, if Addis have to carry this Modena team like Nimir did in the past alone, because we know all the physical conditions that is uh, Erwin right now, it's very hard for a team that is being uh, like, uh, like playing well recently but they will not stand up at the end of the season playing with only one one player. At some point, Alice will will say, "I mean, I I will uh, I'm tired or I get injured." So uh, yeah, and that's another player that we have to keep an eye on. You know, Tomas Rinaldi for the sake of he was in the young categories. And yeah, you know, Italy have uh, like Stefani, for example, in Toronto, uh, some young players that can add in the in the years to come to the national team. He was talking about Vitelli. He he have been doing like okay. For me, it's like the Diamantini of Civitanova, maybe better because he have better serve. Sometimes and it's more physical. Uh, is more physical, uh, but uh, yeah, he sometimes shows up, sometimes don't. So uh, that's that's the, the thing with the middle blockers in Italy. You don't have that big presence in the net. Uh, but I have to say, uh, all all of them are very smart players. So uh, that's. Uh, that's the key, you know, not being so dominant, but at least in the block defense help to uh, have a proper counter attack. Uh, and yeah, that's okay. that's one aclaration that I have to say. Okay, I believe that was quite enough for this time. So we were not that extensive like some other times, but I believe we were quite informative for the listeners or for the spectators so uh thank you for your contribution today uh i believe that we can make the next episode in very early or at least early january 2023 so uh also we can um to talk about the VNL uh, tournament that nicola <laughs> so much <laughs> no yeah. but uh, i mean uh, yeah. the groups of the Olympic qualification tournament will come up this month. That will be a really interesting topic to add to our next uh, uh, podcast, you know, yeah. because I mean, I don't equal doesn't like VNL because it means nothing in terms of prestige, but uh, Olympic qualification tournament is always interesting to see the path of the favorites to the Olympiad. So, uh, yeah, let's see that. And of course, who will be the finalist in this uh, invented world championship that FIBB keep to keep doing every year, you know, uh, in Brazil. 
surprisingly, uh, considering uh, who the president of the five will be is, it's a surprise. <laughs> it's held every single year in Brazil. Okay. Uh, and of course, let I, I, I want to see really if Trento learned the lesson to adapt better to the extreme hard conditions in Brazil. And that let's see what happened to the versus Minas, which by any means have to be a hard game. And yeah, that's all. Okay. That's all of us. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Bye bye until the next time. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye, guys.